Welcome to War Room, the official podcast of the U.S. Army War College Online Journal, graciously supported by the Army War College Foundation. Please join the conversation at warroom.armywarcollege.edu. We hope you enjoy the program. Make sure not to miss a single podcast and subscribe to A Better Peace, the War Room podcast at iTunes, Google Play, or your favorite subscription service. The views expressed in this presentation are those of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect those of the U.S. Army War College, U.S. Army, or Department of Defense. Welcome to A Better Peace, the War Room podcast. I'm Ron Granary, Professor of History at the Department of National Security and Strategy at the U.S. Army War College and podcast editor of The War Room. It's a pleasure to have you with us. On 17 May 2017, The War Room debuted its new podcast, A Better Peace. Hosted at that point by Professor Paul Kahn, that episode discussed foreign fighters in the Caribbean. It was the first of several monthly recordings until on 27 August 2017, Dr. Jacqueline Witt made her debut as podcast editor and as host in a discussion with Professor Vanya Bellinger about Carl von Clausewitz. Since then, the War Room podcast, A Better Peace, has produced hundreds, literally, of episodes on great strategists, on problems of national security, on problems of military culture. Industry surveys indicate that the average podcast lasts seven episodes. And while your podcatcher may tell you something different, this right now will be the 300th original podcast recorded for A Better Peace. It seems an appropriate time to take a moment to reflect on what we thought we were doing and what we have done. And so I've only been podcast editor of A Better Peace since the fall of 2019. So I have brought with us today to join us to discuss A Better Peace, that original podcast editor herself, Dr. Jacqueline Witt, professor of strategy at the U.S. Army War College and currently the editor-in-chief of The War Room. Welcome to A Better Peace, Dr. Witt. Thanks, Ron. It's so uh, it's really great to be here and back in the virtual studio with you. It is a lot of fun, and I'm gonna. I gotta ask when you, when you sat down to record that first podcast with Vanya Bellinger about Clausewitz in August of 2017. How many podcasts had you recorded before that moment? Zero. Zero. <laughs> and of the 300 podcasts that the that the War Room has produced, is it safe to say that you've recorded at least 100 of them? Yeah, I think it's probably close to 175 if my calculations are correct. It's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. Um, <laughs> I remember when we did it, when we did, and people can go back and look at the the first conversation that you and I had together when you talked about what Andrew Hill, who was then the mm -hmm. mastermind behind War Room, said to you about podcasting. You know, you seem you seem like you're not boring. How'd you like to host a podcast? That was um, it. That, that was, was it, pitch. right? That's a pitch. And you know, it's how do you say no to that? Um, how how's it turned out? Do you think what's it? What has the what has the a better piece become? Yeah. First, I can't believe we're at 300 episodes. That's just, it's just so many um, <laughs> over and, a, and a, really, a really steady clip over the last five years. Um, and I think it's a real testament to the the form and the genre and the, the sort of vision, but also just to the determination that the production team has had to like keep, keep producing these. Um, so 
I'm I'm truly astounded by the by the sheer volume. Uh, but I think also it gets to one of the intents when we first started, which was we wanted to do a podcast because we believed that the essay form was important, but we knew that there was this whole space of conversation happening in this in this podcasting realm. And we wanted to be part of that, that, that where you could have different kinds of conversations than the ones that you can have in a, in an essay form or even a back and forth, uh, like round table exchange. Um, and so from the very beginning, we cast a really wide net. We said, we're going to talk about pretty much anything we want to. It's a really wide ranging podcast, right? We talk about great strategists. We talk about books. We talk about ideas in international relations. We talk about military history. We talk about, um, right, terms that we, and by we, I mean, I don't like, uh, like VUCA, right? It's one that, that sort of stands out. Um, we've talked about historical artifacts and documents and all sorts of things. And so there's something I hope there's sort of something for everyone. I can't imagine that anyone has listened to all 300 episodes. I mean, I've listened to all of them because I have to, right? Like it's, it's the job. Um, but it would be hard to imagine anybody like listening to every single one. At the same time, we wanted to keep them short. So our podcasts are still, we aim for, you know, 25 or 30 minutes. Sometimes we creep up a little bit. Um, but we don't we don't want to ask an hour of anybody's time or an hour and a half or three hours of someone's time. We want to sort of in and out uh, hit the hit the high points with experts uh, on on the topics. And then I think that was the other thing is is we're just trying to bring and highlight expert voices on this whole range whole range of things. And honestly, the pandemic hasn't been good for much. But one one thing it has been very good for is it is it forced us into the space of you know virtual podcasting and remote uh, interviews uh, which we hadn't been able to do before and that has you know vastly expanded the number of people you can talk to that I can talk to and so on and so forth right I mean it is it is something you know whether we're not just here just to pat ourselves in the back but I will pat you on the back at least and say that uh, that the fact that we've been able to do this where at least weekly, um, the War Room has aimed to produce and release an episode and has managed to do that. That's thanks to to you as editor, as podcast editor and editor-in-chief. And of course, thanks to the uh, the great silent voice um, that in case anybody listening out there, in case you wonder, who is it that reads the opening lines of every recording welcoming you to the War Room before I, before I or Jackie step in? That is our managing editor, Colonel Buck Haberichter retired United States Air Force, who is responsible for much of the technical genius, well, all of the technical genius. All and, of it. Yeah, let's, be all, let's, let, let's, be, <laughs> let's be fair here, right? Um, for the sounds that you hear and the quality of the sounds that you hear, um, a lot of work goes into putting these things together. And it's a lot of work by people who, uh, it's not just a matter of sitting down and shooting the breeze. And yet, lots of podcasts, we, we like to create the impression uh, because we like to have conversations. And so we aim for a conversational tone, but it takes a lot of work to sound so casual. Wouldn't you agree, Dr. Witt? It takes a lot of prep. And I think that's that's maybe the thing that is unspoken. And Ron, you certainly know this. If you're going to have a conversation with an author, I think you ought to have read the book. 
Uh, if you're going to have, you know, if you're going to have a conversation with an expert, there's a lot of, re- there's a, for me, a lot of research and reading um, that goes into prepping for the podcast, figuring out what the right hook is, what the right way in is going to be for a, for a non-expert audience, right? Again, I keep going back to, you know, who we're trying to, to catch and we really want these to be accessible uh, to, a, to a wide variety of people. And so that requires an extraordinary amount of work to elicit that kind of, of conversational talk especially from experts, especially when people are used to talking to a specialized audience about their research or about their experiences or whatever it is. Um, and so the the podcast itself may only be 25 or 30 minutes, but it usually represents really significant prep on the part of the host, on the part of the guests, and then certainly, uh, like you said, on the, on the technical side and the editing side. Um, and what what Buck has been able to do uh, is really, truly nothing short of astounding. Um, and he, he won't take the credit for it. So we're going to, we're going to do it while he's here and like right. on silent and unable to talk back. That's right. I, I, I will say that um, he did just type into the, uh, the chat function of this uh, in our virtual studio that it takes about three times the finished product to edit any one episode. So at least 90 minutes. And that's just the technical editing of the product. It's a, it is, it is something. Buck doesn't get enough credit. That's why I'm delighted that we're talking about him. I know he <laughs> doesn't like us to talk about him, but tough luck. Uh, <laughs> although, although I suppose since he is responsible for editing these things, right? He, he can, can cut all, all this, this out, this right? Out. That's right. We, we can tell him not to, and he can pretend he didn't hear us. Um, but, uh, but this idea of trying to, to have learned conversations that are accessible, to try to have uh, conversations about to have, to have conversations about difficult topics that remain conversations, right? We, we were talking before we started recording about some of the topics that are among our most listened to podcasts or download, right? Questions of the, the culture of the special operations forces or uh, the, um, the role of, or the, the ideas of great strategists like Thomas Schelling or Clausewitz or Cautilia. Um, it's, it's hard to know what people would like to hear um, so we try to do as many different things as possible so that people who are broadly interested in national security questions can find something that they find interesting in it. Jackie, do you have any particular episodes that you remember recording or that you felt were uh, especially uh, successful or memorable? There's a, there's a few that come to mind. I, I have a very distinct memory of recording one on a snow day. In Carlisle, this was with uh, Tino Perez uh, and a colleague from from Great Britain. Uh, we sort of like trooped into the building uh, to have to have this conversation. We I remember the early days of the podcast when we were using the uh, the AV studio that's in Root Hall <clears throat> um, and using our really phenomenal uh, AV techs and and trying to figure out how to make a sound quality and recording that that would be okay. Um, but it turns out they put the recording studio right under some plumbing. And so like anytime the toilet would flush in the bathroom, you could hear it. And so like I, I listened to those early podcasts and I just think, wow, we had really no, no clue what we were doing. Um, and we've gotten much, much better. Um, I remember a podcast, um, some of them just really 
fun opportunities. So the 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 two part podcast with uh, Art Lickey and Mark Duckenfield on the three legged stool. We were able to. Art has since passed away, um, and we recorded that you know in in his assisted living facility. Right, we went to him and we took the we took the kit and we were able to have that conversation and like record that for posterity. I hope. And as a historian, that's a like that's a cool thing that we got to get on you know, on the record. Um, we've talked to general officers. I've now, if, if I look at the the senior, like voices in senior leadership series, and I look at the people that I was really privileged to talk to, um, it's, it's a, it's a pretty cool list, right? Chris Cavoli, um, General Raymond, like there are, there are some big names of people who are now leading right very big important organizations and they sat down with us to record a podcast about about leadership and things like that um and so i think we've just been able to like occupy this this space that allows us a lot of flexibility and allows us to do you know interesting things i hope right well it we are experimenting. We continue to experiment, right? Uh, later on this very week, as you're listening to this podcast, we will be reveal, uh, uh, unveiling a series of conversations with War College spouses talking about the, the family experiences of life at the War College and an example of the sorts of things about we, we take an expansive uh, view of what constitutes national security policy or what constitutes strategy. Um, we like to think about the ways that ideas and individual lives intersect. Um, it does make for, uh, it makes for interesting people being brought together. Um, I kind of wonder what's going to happen when we can go back to, if we ever go back to sitting in a formal studio together, uh, perhaps in the, in the new root hall someday. Uh, I don't know what, 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 how that will be different than, than this, but the the idea that listening to a podcast has value, um, and the idea that it has value because people can choose to listen, they can choose to listen when they want and how they want, and while they're doing something else, um, and we keep producing them, and people keep listening to them. It is it's oddly gratifying. If that doesn't sound if that doesn't sound itself kind of odd, right? That that people are no, choosing is, to listen to this. I think one of the things that I enjoy most is hearing from people, whether it's on social media or they'll send me an email message or something like that, where they say, I listen to a podcast and either I learned something new or I assigned it to my class or this podcast helped me understand, you know, a, a complex topic. Um, those early ones, you know, when we recorded with Vanya on Clausewitz or Paul Kahn on Sunza or Larry Goodson on Kaltilia, we assign those works in our war college classes, right? People assign them all over, but we know that those are really complex texts. They're hard and they require, I think they're, they're aided when you have expert sort of guides to them. And so that was the intent of some of those early ones. Um, how, how should someone approach Clausewitz if they're picking it up for the first time or for the fifth time? Um, what is it that we know about about Sinza and the and the art of war? Do we think it's right? What do we know about the the person? What do we make of like the art of you know winning at golf or like all the different all the different variations <laughs> on a theme, right? Which is something Paul and I talk about. Um, and so the idea that podcasts can supplement mm -hmm. 
work that's happening in a classroom or in a traditional, you know, syllabus, the idea that podcasts can be used in lieu of reading, um, right? It's not a, it's not a replacement. We know, for example, that you can read faster than you can listen. True. Um, it, just in terms of sheer content, you can get more out of the equivalent number, you know, equivalent reading in terms of words or pages, but we know our brains process auditory information differently, right? We listen differently than we read. And this idea that you can have a conversation. So it's not just a lecture. It's not just an expert talking into a microphone, but it's an expert explaining and talking to someone. This gives us a whole different way to approach education, professional development, all sorts of, all sorts of things. And that conversation uh, I, I know you've, you'll agree with me on this, right? The conversation is more than just the one that's recorded. It's also the conversation, the ongoing conversation we have with our audience, right? So wanting to encourage people who are listening now to let us know what they think about the job we're doing, what they think about the, the job we should be doing, <clears throat> and perhaps even to, to get in touch with us about what they would like to hear in the future, right? That we would like to hear from uh, the audience out there. It's, a, it's an odd feeling. Right, not to know exactly who's listening, but to know that people are listening. Yeah, people, people out there in the in the world. <laughs> but we we get podcast pitches and we get right proposals from from all over. Um, if so, if you're listening now and you think like there's some there's an idea I have, and I'm not sure how to I'm not sure how to write it or I'm not sure you know what to what to do with it. Pitch it to us, right? We'll t- we'll tell you if it's not right for a podcast or if we think it would be better in essay form. And there are some things that are, um, and we have, right. We have that venue as well, where we also take pitches and work with authors, but we're, we're in the business of getting ideas out there into, into circulation and podcasts, I think are a really great way, great way to do it. Ron, you asked at the beginning, how many podcasts I had recorded <laughs> when, when I sat down with Vanya and I said, none, but honestly, like if you would ask me how many podcasts had I listened to, before I sat down with Vanya, it would also be a very, very low number, right? Mm-hmm. I was a consumer of like highly produced podcasts, like the ones you find from NPR and things like that, um, which are really different production value, a really different sort of storytelling and like uh, way of, of doing the genre than, than what we've come to here. But since... Since then, I you know I, I listened to a few more. War Room still takes most of my podcast listening hours because again, I have to, I do in fact have to listen to, listen to them all. Um, but I'm I'm forever impressed by the things I learn mm-hmm. um, by listening to other people have conversations, even the ones you know that I have not myself myself hosted. Right, and and that's. That's the idea, right? Bringing these people into your ears, bringing them into your feed so that you can uh, both go looking for topics that are immediately interesting, but also perhaps you can just stumble upon a topic or hear something that you're not familiar with um, and that you find your way into a new topic. If I asked you, Jackie, what do you think you would like to see the war room be by the time it records its 400th or its 500th <laughs> episode, assuming that we managed to do that. Yeah. So this, Oh man, I hope we do. I hope <laughs> this keeps going. Um, and I'm, I'm forever grateful that you said yes. When I, when I passed off the, I think you were not boring torch 
uh, to you. You've been a, a like tremendous host and asset to to War Room. Um, there's a couple of things. So one, if I think about those early episodes about the Great Strategist series, um, which is one of the places we started, I really like those episodes, and I would love to fill that series out some more. So we did we did the big hits on Clausewitz and Sunzen, and Kaltilia and Schelling and some others. But there are many, many more strategists who we could talk about who could use, you know, this sort of guide through these complex texts. And so if, if you're out there and you're an expert in a, a great strategist, um, expansively defined, uh, send us a pitch. If you are an expert in Clausewitz or Senza um, and you have something different to say, right, we can... I think there's plenty of room to talk about great strategists for, you know, more than 25 minutes. And certainly we want a variety of voices, not just, not just one. Um, you know, I, that series sort of took a hiatus, but I'm, I'm really happy that we have, um, you know, we just released an episode uh, with Patrick Bratton on the Indian strategist uh, Panikar. Uh, and so again, we've got lots of room to expand. If you recorded an early podcast with us and it just sounds like not what we want them to sound like anymore, or we've developed our conversational style and our editing capabilities and all of that over time, um, there's a handful of podcasts that I think could could stand to be re-recorded. Re um, Tammy Biddle, if you're out there and want to come talk to us about NSC 68 again, uh, I would I would love to do that. In terms of where we go, uh, there's a handful of other series that I think could could use an injection, uh, sort of in the arm. Our great Captain series. Uh, mm -hmm. That's a a series that we talk about related to military history and military leadership, in particular. Uh, that has, um, of course, a, a variety of of characters who who make their appearance, uh, from George Washington to George Marshall. Uh, but also, right, that's the maybe the infamous war room episode uh, of Osama bin Laden as a as a great captain sort of using this frame uh, to think about someone who is who is an enemy, uh, but might might qualify as a great captain of military history. Mm -hmm. uh, so I think, again, there's lots of room in that one. We love talking to uh, authors about ideas that they are publishing and working on. Those are, are really fun episodes to record. I, Ron, I also would love to imagine sort of reviving this. I don't know if, it, I don't know if it ever counted as a series, but this, um, this idea of sort of round table or water cooler podcasts around a, a word or a phrase or an idea, whether that's right. Why going to movies with historians is terrible or about VUCA. <laughs> okay, um, right. There's so many, so many things related to the language we use, to the metaphors that we use, that really could use um, some lighthearted and good-natured uh, unpacking, if unpacking. if you will. That's the word uh, right? that I would I would love to see sort of those um, like maybe maybe revived. So mm -hmm. those all of those are like throwback lessons. I don't know. I don't know if I have any. I, I am the I'm the past of war room podcasting, so um, I'll I'll leave it to you to do the the like innovation for the future. But those are those are things that I think we've got, even though they're well established, we've got more room, more sure. work to do. Well, and of course, you know the beauty is we're both historians, right? So we can all, no matter what we do, we can always go back and say that we didn't do it right. But I I do like the idea of more more 
water cooler conversations, more uh, more discussions of terminology. Sort of, if uh, a line that one of my one of my friends likes to use is that a uh, uh, a great historian makes the familiar unfamiliar um, by encouraging people to think about things differently. Is if we look at phrases that we use too much to figure out how we could do them better, I think that would be good. Um, I think we could do more on the um, on both American or U.S. national strategy, we could also do more on the national strategies of our allies, partners, and adversaries to have conversations with specialists of different parts around the world. Um, I hope we'll be able to do some of those in the year ahead, in the years ahead. Um, but you know, the most important thing is we keep conversations going. Um, and so I want to bring this back to a final question for you, Jackie Witt. And that is, is there any advice that you would give to a podcast consumer in what they should look for in a national security podcast, right? So let's not, not just talking about the war room, but assuming that we're doing it reasonably well, but what should people look for when they go looking for a good podcast? To me, expertise is should be at the top of the list. Um, mm -hmm. And so there is absolutely room for sort of commentary and punditry by people who are, are national security generalists who have a broad base of knowledge and can, you know, have a conversation about what's in, you know, what's in the week's news or what's happened in a, in a certain event or a certain thing. Um, but that, I think that shouldn't be your whole national security podcast diet. Um, there are real experts in there in academia, they're in think tanks, they're in the military, they're in the interagency world, they're all over. Uh, but find people who really know what they're talking about and find the podcasts that are amplifying those, those voices. So, you know, if your podcast diet looks too much like all military officers are too much like all think tank types or too much like only IR scholars. I think you're missing the, um, the, the incredible diversity and variety that national security has and that national security experts bring to the table. So seek out the podcasts that are amplifying expert voices, not just giving hot takes on, <laughs> on whatever it is. And I think war room, both in our essays and in our podcast, we have always, worked really hard to be timely and relevant, but not newsy and sort of reactionary. Our, our production mm -hmm. schedules just don't allow us to do that. And so we, we think we should be able to a year from now, you know, re-release a podcast or push it out on social media and people will find something of value. Right. Um, and it, it may change and, and analysis certainly changes over time. But I hope that if you even went back to our very early ones, that you would find uh, something, something there. So for War Room and for some other national security podcasts that aren't, you know, just relying on the, the weekly news cycle, going back into the, into the deep cuts as it were, right? Go, you know, go listen to episode 75. I don't even know what episode 75 was. Um, or episode, you know, 123 or, or whatever. And, and, and look for, look for content that, that piques your interest and, and sustains good analysis and rigorous analysis uh, over time. And, and mixed in with that, you'll find, 
you'll find the more lighthearted ones. You'll find the the ones about, again, about movies or about popular culture, about those sorts of things. But all of those have a have a place in the the vocabulary that we're you know developing developing together. I think. Right. Well, and that's a great description of what we've tried to do and also what we're going to try to do going forward. Of course, I had an ulterior motive in asking you that question because I was asking my editor-in-chief for advice on what we should do uh, in the future. So thanks, boss, for that. <laughs> Absolutely. And, uh, <laughs> well, I should, I should actually, I should, I should turn it about to you because you also have, right, a really important, important role. So Ron, from, from your point of view of the current podcast editor, what, um, where do you want to see the podcast go? Yeah, I mean, I. This is a, the beauty of asking the questions is I didn't have to think of an answer, but I will try I know. to give you one. I'm I know, so right? Mean. I'm so mean, but uh, you know, following up on what you said, right? The idea of encouraging the uh, to think of this as a conversation, as a back and forth, to realize that there are there are. Uh, there are constant issues that need to be examined and re-examined, that we're not here in the business of offering once and for all answers. Um, I, I like to tell students in seminar that uh, when they're when they're given a paper prompt or even a question in discussion, right, we're not looking for an answer, we're looking for a response, um, which is not the same thing uh, because responses mm-hmm. can be creative and responses can change over time. And so- Well, and responses are-, are- done in community, right? They're, right. they're, they're put together, um, not just one voice, not just one expert, but, but many and, and the collective I think is, is really important. And that goes back to one of Andrew Hills, the right, who founded War Room, uh, to his, his ideas is not crowdsourcing necessarily, not the, mm-hmm. the proverbial wisdom of crowds, but the idea that, that there is, that, all of us working hard on the on the same questions might be, in fact, smarter than any one of us on the topic. I mean, that's that's certainly the goal, right? And that's and that's that's our ambition. I mean, I guess that's always been our ambition here, so that we can keep having these kinds of conversations, just like this one, um, on what people, uh, you know, people bring their specialties. People are willing to stretch themselves, right? So I like the you point out, right? We're not talking about punditry here, and we're not talking about we we like to have people with specific expertise, but we want people who are comfortable enough with their specific expertise to be able to talk to broader audiences and to uh, to interact. Um, that's our goal. That's what we're going to keep doing here. That's what we've been doing for 299 episodes before this one, and I hope that's what we'll do for the next couple hundred or who knows how many to come. Jackie Witt, thanks for joining us today for this. Um, we're, you know, you will be back, right? I hope. <laughs> I certainly intend to, I we will, intend to I continue will come to back. pass through you. That's right. To have you on many more, <laughs> even though you, you know, you have big editor in chief, you know, job things to do. Um, but we like getting you on the podcast, but, but thanks for making the time to be with us today on a better piece. Yeah. Always a pleasure. Thanks, Ron. And thanks all of you for listening in. Please let us know what you think about this podcast and all of our podcasts. Let us know if you have any ideas for the future. Please remember to subscribe to A Better Piece. Uh, if you want to see all these other ones, you can find the older podcasts on our website. But consider subscribing, consider rating and reviewing this podcast so that other people can find out about it. And make it a point to come see us again when we appear in your feed again next week. Until next time, from the war room. I'm Ron Granary. And that concludes our program. Thank you for listening. 
The views expressed in this podcast reflect those of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the views, policies, or positions of the U.S. Army or the Department of Defense. Let us know what you think. Provide us your feedback, comments, or suggestions through our webpage at warroom.armywarcollege.edu. And have a great day.